Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to My Wave Podcast, where we talk about a surfer and their most memorable wave. I am sitting here today with Dave Reed and uh, super excited to hear his story. Uh, Dave and I just recently kind of came into contact with each other. Uh, do you remember how that all how that all happened? Did I text you? Did you text me or? How, how what was the connection i think it was my cousin you had done something with their church or some camp up there in raleigh and that's how the connection was that's made. that's right we did some archery tag there you go at at their church in in raleigh that's right that's right and they gave yeah okay now it makes sense i've been i was scratching my brain how did we make this connection because the first time i actually saw you like face to face um you were like i'll be walking out and uh, I can't see you because I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> this is the same here. I didn't have and, mine. <laughs> well, no, that's what you told me. Yeah. Is you didn't have your glasses and, and I'd never met you. So uh, you walked out and, and I saw a guy up and down the beach looking. And I was like, that's got to be him. <laughs> and uh, it was a cold, cold, kind of dreary day. It was. Uh, but there was a fun little wave and uh, you paddled out and we started talking so it's been cool to to surf a couple times with you meet your boys they surf yep yeah or one of i met one of your boys you met one and you just missed justin he just went back to liberty right right yesterday oh was it yesterday yep oh man but so yeah we'll get in the water soon with with all three of you maybe we'll have to take a trip somewhere yeah absolutely yeah yeah so so dave is going to be sharing his most memorable wave and sounds like he might be sharing some of his most memorable wipeouts too unfortunately <laughs> best part of the sport and if you're gonna surf you're gonna fall indeed yeah you know, embrace the wipeout so before we get going i want to give a, a big thanks to this episode's sponsor uh savage surfboards kenny Briel. Sean O'Donnell, uh, these guys uh, crank it out, do some amazing work. Uh, if you want to see what they're doing, uh, American-made stuff right here in Wilmington, you can check them out at savagesurfboards.com. Uh, but for like live action stuff almost, go to Sean underscore O underscore Donald. No, excuse, excuse, excuse me. Shapes by Sean O'Donnell shapes underscore by underscore sean underscore o'donnell that's s-h-a-w-n man sean you you gotta fix that that's really <laughs> mouthful and then o'donnell and also shapes by kenny Briel. he kept it simple all one shapes by kenny Briel. you can also check him out at savage surfboards on instagram great stuff great product uh, i ride I have three of their boards that they have made for me. I've got a, a 9.2 kind of a cruiser log. I got a, just got a 9.2, their newest competitor model. And then I've got a 5.10 um, kind of a, it's the creature model, but they, um, they kind of shaped it a little bit for me for a board that I picked up in South Africa that I really enjoy. And they took it and, and custom fit it to me. And I love that little board. Uh, they affectionately called it the Poo Tinky. <laughs> Uh, the Putinki is what my mom used to call me oh, when boy. I was a kid. Actually, until I got married, she called me Putinki. And uh, yeah, absolute embarrassment hanging out with friends. Putinki, come here, <laughs> mom. But uh, anyway, she passed away. And so I built this board or had this board made and in honor of my mom. And they put uh, Putinki across the bottom. So next time I'm walking out there without my glasses, I just yell Just out of Putinki, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. That, would be, uh, that would be totally embarrassing. So <laughs> thanks, Savage surfboards for sponsoring this episode check them out 
and uh, go go talk to your shaper. Uh, get to know your shaper is, is what they enjoy doing. They'll work with you, build you a board that fits you and your ability. And um, their hashtags are God, family, and surfing. Uh, if you've been liking what you've been hearing here on My Wave Podcast, you can support the uh, the adventure here uh, very simply by, by going and buying me a cup of coffee. Um, you can go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash my wave and uh, you can buy me a $5 cup of coffee and uh, your, your support is greatly appreciated. Anyway, uh, Dave, Dave, where, where are we going today for your most memorable wave? Well, the one that comes to mind the most is a wave that I had no business being on. <laughs> okay. I had been surfing for a little over a year, uh-huh. and we learned, we picked it up on vacation in the Outer Banks. Okay. And got into it full bore. Yeah. Actually made two boards, and we were going down to try out these two boards. You made two boards. Made two boards. Really? You and your boys? Yep. Really? Yep. Shaped, okay. Shaped in glass two boards. And, nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. So we're going to the Outer Banks, but you said you just got into surfing, so what's that what's that surf adventure that beginnings i mean talk to us about learning to surf well we went to a this rental house that somebody had uh, gifted us and uh, there was a couple boards in the shed so we said what the heck and we went out there and taught ourselves to surf really and uh now no offense how old were you when this i was 49 years old when you first started when i first started so Wow. So ladies and gents, if you're listening and you think surfing's for the young, uh, we have evidence right here uh, with Dave starting at 49. 49. Yeah. So just out of vacation home, Outer Banks? Outer Banks. Yeah. And there were some boards in there. How old were your boys at the time? My boys, good question. Goodness, they were probably 13, 14, somewhere in there. Okay. And uh, Yeah, so they're like prime learning exactly yeah ready to do it exactly i wish i had started 10 years earlier or or, or 30 years earlier exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so so you paddled out and how did it go you know what to be honest i don't really remember those first couple times but uh-huh. as you know the outer bank waves are a little bit different right uh, so the, the first few days we were there it was pretty calm mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and kind of smaller waves and not a big deal and then uh, of course as we know in the outer banks that changes rapidly right and uh at the time we didn't know what closeouts were <laughs> but we uh we learned quick and uh but either way we just had fun being in the water it was uh it was not only just enjoyable and fun but it was very very peaceful as well there's mm. just something about it that uh as everybody knows that surfs that when you catch catch a wave it's like time stands still and yeah. it's just awesome it is so we it is we got hooked yeah yeah so there's uh i interviewed a psychologist uh here at uncw on this podcast he surfs and uh, the episode is called surfing state of mind mm-hmm. and uh that that peaceful playing overhead if you hear it that, that peaceful um you know it, he he frames it in the terminology of being present and it, it you leave kind of your cares on the beach when you enter into mm-hmm. uh this world of liquid uh, that we know as the ocean and, absolutely uh, yeah yeah but and and i know you know as we as we continue through this conversation you know surfing as it started for you, for your, you and your kids, it, it became uh, not an escape, but a, 
a place of of solitude, a place of refreshment. Absolutely. Um, so maybe we'll get into that here in a little bit as well. So um, picked it up, Outer Banks, uh, 49, and then, but this wave that you're going to talk us through uh, was later? It was later. Okay. About, about a little over a year later. Year, All right. Maybe a year and a half. Uh-huh. And uh, we had just finished making some boards and it was time to go try them out. Do you have pictures of those boards? I do. Yeah. Send those to me if you can, and, yeah. and we'll put them up for folks to look at. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if you're listening and, and you want to see you know, uh, pictures of the people that, that we interview and even their, their waves, some of the waves that they talk about are captured uh, on film, uh, you can go to at PK Sully Boy uh, on Instagram, at PK Sully Boy, and you can uh, see all, that, all the work that's been done uh, and, and all the pictures of people that are on the uh, the uh, the podcast. So go ahead. So again, you, you're taking these two boards. What size boards were these? Oh, uh, they were about, one was a six foot board. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and the other one was a little bit smaller for my boys. Okay. Uh, but they, they didn't serve very well. I'm just saying good wall art, but uh, <laughs> they floated well. But anyway, it was actually a storm that had come up, a nor'eastern storm that had come up the coast. And we lived in Williamsburg, Virginia. So okay. when we went to the beach, it was kind of an all day kind of deal. Uh. And so we went down there, and uh, my youngest son wasn't yet, so he was just skimboarding at the time. Now he surfs and is doing pretty well. But my oldest son went right out. Yeah. It's one of those storms where there's three sets of breakers. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought, I've got to be out there with them. Yeah. So I tried and tried to get out, and I finally got mad, and I told my boys, I'm going to get my longboard, I'm going to get out there. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. I got out there. Right. And uh, paddling out, getting into the lineup. And other surfers out were there other surfers oh it was it was there was all kind of people out there yeah. it was it was loaded with folks <laughs> and so i'm getting out there trying to get lined up for a wave and and i'm in the perfect spot right until a rogue wave comes <laughs> and i'm in the middle of i'm in no man's land i'm stuck between there's no way i can get into it there's no way i'm getting away from it oh, so man. i just decided i was going to paddle as hard as i could and over it no, I wasn't. There was no way I was going to get over top okay. of it. Okay, so mean, I was, which way were you paddling? Back to the beach? Back towards shore, <laughs> and I'm just hoping to get enough steam to... Right. And, uh, well, that wave came, and it sucked me right up into it, and unfortunately, it sucked me right up off my board, oh. over the falls, landed <laughs> in a cannonball position on top of my board. Oh, no. At the time, I didn't realize I had snapped my board, oh. but I ended up on top of the board, and then essentially... Thought I was going to ride it in, and then it was down to the bottom of the sand. Oh man! For uh, it seemed like forever, mm-hmm. rolling and rolling and rolling. <laughs> the washing Could, machine. The, exactly, couldn't get back up. Finally, found my lease and tried to pull myself up. And sure enough, here comes immediately another way. <laughs> and so I was my induction into being held down for the first time. Right. So I got up on it and rode it back into the beach with the next wave. And uh, I said, uh, "That's probably enough for today." Yeah. So yeah, man. So that wave, as people are listening to this, who have ever been in conditions, maybe a little over their head, um, Mm -hmm. it's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) Um, surfing and especially surfing, you know, bigger conditions, conditions that you're not comfortable with, familiar with, um, it it can be dangerous. It can be. Yeah. So what, what'd you learn from that? 
Well, I mean, just kind of the mentality is uh, the, the next time we had waves, I was right back out there. Okay, so uh, it, it didn't scare you. It, it kind of humbled you, kind of set your mind frame to, okay, this is, this is not just knee-high, you know, little cruiser waves. This is consequential. Definitely. But I like it. But it was fun. I mean, it, as crazy as it is, it was fun just kind of getting tossed and turned and, yeah. and recognizing the power mm-hmm. in those waves. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a quick education in a variety of different things. But yeah. we just went right back out right. as soon as those next waves came. Oh, that's great. So you didn't go back out that day? Not that day. Yeah. Because it was getting rougher and rougher. And, and your board was... My board was broken, and guys were breaking boards left and right out there. Oh, wow. It was just one of those days. It was crazy. Yeah. So that rises to the top of all your waves because? Well, just because it was just a crazy wipeout. I've had others, but they just pale in comparison to Mm -hmm. that that one. It was a a lot of ignorance, Mm -hmm. um, and it was just a lot of the power of the wave. But as far as that one kind of rises to the top, just – the learning curve. The, yeah, the learning curve. Right? Yeah, because you said you were only been surfing maybe a year or so. Yeah, just a little over a year at yeah. the most. And, uh, right. Yeah, so I, I really had no business being out there, but it's just kind of that mentality of I'm getting out there one way or another. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. So at the, in the same sense, there was a little bit of celebration that I made it out. <laughs> um, you know, there was a lot of ignorance on the longboard is not the best choice to be out here on. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, so but it, either way, it was it was still a lot of fun and good memories. Yeah. with my boys who both saw it. They saw it. And uh, <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah, so it was it was fun. Yeah, yeah. The the wipeout happens to to all. And mm-hmm. um, you know, in in the episode that with Sean and you know he's surfing competitively, he's a sponsored surfer, and he talks about uh, in that episode landing this this air this one eighty air lands it sticks the landing in a competition and just as he's setting up for the next maneuver he gets pummeled by the lip and driven like deep they mm-hmm. said that the, the the folks on the beach said his board was tombstoning you know sticking up because he was yeah. so deep down and yeah. the same feeling you had oh absolutely so, you know if you're if you're listening don't be afraid i mean it is it is you have no control, right? Once you're once you're knocked off the board underwater. Uh, biggest advice I can say is is relax. Exactly. Just calm down, calm the mind down. What you're experiencing by being thrashed about um, is totally normal. Uh, just just relax and hold your breath. Yep. You will come up. Uh, it, you may not come up for long. Um, so you got to be aware. There's another. There's another wave coming, especially on those bigger days. Yep. And uh, just just be ready. Catch your breath and and hold it again. And uh, eventually it'll calm down. You'll get further and further in, and uh, you'll you'll be okay. But uh, exactly. don't lose your mind. But I'll tell you the thing that keeps me coming back is just the just catching a wave. Mm. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't. It just there's something about being on your board i particularly like surfing as the sun is rising mm-hmm. but there's just something about the peace that comes uh, putting the mind in neutral that you forget everything else yeah you forget the previous wipeout. you forget everything else that's going on during your in your life throughout the day and there's just something about it that is uh it's undescribable to those who have not yet surfed mm. but those that's what keeps me coming back time and time again is 
just getting out there, enjoying God's creation and enjoying uh, being on the water, but catching a wave. There's just something about it you can't describe to those who don't yet know. Right, right. What's the biggest wave you've caught so far since you've begun surfing? That's a good question. Uh, I think uh, we all like to overestimate what the wave really was, right? And, no, no, we're not fishermen. <laughs> so, you know, that we, exactly. It always gets bigger and bigger on the way in. I, I would say probably a six-foot wave, maybe a six- to eight-foot wave uh-huh. um, getting into it. But they always look bigger as you're dropping into them than the reality of what they are. Right, right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, since that first wipeout, I've kind of uh, – Got a little bit wiser, not much, but a little bit wiser. <laughs> if I'm going to charge a wave, it's no longer with a longboard. Right. And, uh, <laughs> right. So what, what's your quiver look like? Oh, we got so many things we need to get rid of. But I have, <laughs> uh, let's see, we've got two Murray Ross longboards. Um, got an Al Merrick, you know, six foot six one. And we've got all kind of different boards for my boys. Uh-huh. Um Used to have some fun boards that we've gotten rid of. And, of course, we've got some soft tops that we'd like to teach people to surf on. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so we've got a bunch of them. So it's time to thin out the quiver because I think we probably have, I don't know, close to 20 boards. Your wife doesn't say anything about all that collection, does she? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she knows how much we enjoy it. And, uh, you know, it's we always come back energized, mm-hmm. wipe, wiped out, but energized at the same time. So right. She, she's like, go. Go yeah, surfing. that's good. That's good. Now, you mentioned to me how surfing came at a point in time in your life where uh, you needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about the surfing and the best wave and, and whatnot, but the there is this benefit to to surfing. We've touched on it a little bit, but, what you know, if you want to share, what, what did surfing mean in that point in time in your life? Well, we, I got into surfing, you know, probably right before, probably a year and a half, right before went through the, probably the most difficult time of my life, just mm. stuff going on. And, you know, just in, in the work environment, my mom was dying and ended up dying mm. of a stroke, uh, got involved in some stuff in, in, the in the city I lived in that, um, you know, so it was just this perfect storm, if you will, yeah. that was going on in my life. And, and uh, that's when I really realized that, you know what, I don't think about any of this stuff when I'm surfing. Mm. You Where outside of that, I can't stop thinking about it. Right. So it became this place of peace for me just to go, and I couldn't wait to go. And in fact, it didn't really matter what the waves <laughs> were. I just needed to be out there on a board. And, you know, if I caught some waves, it was just more icing on the cake. But right. It was really the only thing that put my mind in neutral where I experienced peace in the midst of the storm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for folks that are listening, you, you may be inland, you may be far away, you know, away from the ocean, um, getting outside, Mm -hmm. you know, unplugging, stop listening and, and getting outside Um, surfing, I think is, is that next level peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's just, there's just something about it. but getting outside, going for a walk, if there's a park nearby that you know you can disappear on some trails or mm-hmm. just to create space, I think often people curl up in the ball of their mind yep. and, and it, it destroys them. Mm-hmm. And then they crave that peace and that release, and so they turn to, to things that aren't helpful, right? You know, drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. um, whatever, to try and band aid 
calm patch right uh their hurts um and so i mean even surfing uh while it's not a cure-all it is a great place and it's a healthy place uh to get outside and to to get away absolutely yeah absolutely well that's great Uh, you know how often would you sneak away to surf well, we lived in Williamsburg, Virginia, so to get to uh, – it was a good hour and 45 minutes to get to Virginia Beach through all the traffic and the okay. tunnels. Um, but we would go whenever we could. You mm-hmm. know, we'd sneak away, you know, as, you know, certainly on Fridays or Saturdays and, you know, get down there. And, and so, again, it didn't have to be much of a wave if, a, you know, we'd try to knock off work early and then get down there. And, yeah. and uh, you know, so it was just one of those things that because it became such a – place of peace for us and and you know barely being able to get our minds in neutral that we went whenever we could Mm, uh the challenge then was it was an hour and a half to two hours depending on traffic to get to the water right and uh that's one of the reasons we moved here to wilmington so there you go so that we could go whenever we wanted (laughs) yeah yeah i'm six miles to the beach um and Summertime traffic, though, weekend traffic can be a little bit of a nightmare, but I'll take a 25-minute, six-mile drive over a two-hour exactly. uh, drive through city traffic. Exactly. Yes, yes. Well, that's great. Hey, um, want to run through here what we call Hang 10. All right. And uh, this is a segment that, uh, that just kind of a quick brain dump on the surfing and your, your the surf culture that, that you're enjoying and stepping into. And so, so here we go. Ready? Yep. All right. Uh, what is your go-to website or app when it comes to looking for, for waves? Well, probably the one that we go, I go to the most is surf checks. Uh-huh. Um, just cause it's a free app and I can get the cameras that I want to take a look at. Mm-hmm. So that's probably my go-to app. Yeah. Now, Surf Checks. If you go to, if you go online, Surf Checks with an X, Surf C H E X dot com. Um, live cameras up and down the East Coast, mm-hmm. West Coast, a little bit, um, but they do have down the bottom. It's kind of hidden. You can see more of the the wind direction at that location exactly and and what the what the tide's doing water temperatures all those things are further down but you can go and you can look at a live camera and there's advantages and disadvantages to that (laughs) if you're at work you probably shouldn't be on surf checks (laughs) as often as you are uh i've never been found guilty of that right Um, but then just have you ever been deceived like oh yeah you, you look at surf checks and you, you go, oh, it's clean. It's waste of stomach. It's log day. It's perfect. The sun is out. And you're like, okay, my schedule. Uh, okay, I just freed up my schedule. It's going to take me at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes to get down there. You pay for parking, which is a pain. It and is. then you walk out. And the wind has changed directions. The clouds have come over. There's a storm brewing. <laughs> and you're, yep. Yeah. So surf checks is a great Great uh, platform to go, but it, it can mess you up. Yes, it can. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, what is your favorite wax? Oh, goodness. We just changed to a new wax. And, um, man, I'm talking about a brain dump. It's gone. <laughs> it's dumped already. Um, need more coffee. I need more coffee. I should have brought you one. Yeah, more coffee would have been good. Um, goodness, what do we use? I can't remember right now. I got it in my truck. I can run out and get it out of my truck. <laughs> Sticky bumps? 
It's the new Sticky Bumps one that's actually pretty sticky. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. I don't know if it's their competitive, but it's got a lot more tack to it than the, the original. Okay. Has. I can't remember the name of it. But but do you think it's stick, Sticky Bumps? It's definitely Sticky Bumps, but I can't remember the... Uh, we have to show it to me. We'll, we'll, we'll take a picture of it and throw it on there you go. The, the advertisement there here. There you go. <laughs> hey, we're after a good session, and uh, you know you surfed up the Virginia Beach, Outer Banks area, but now that you're here, after you surf, what's your favorite place to stop and grab some food or drink? Yeah, we, there's a couple that we go to. And most We're so close that it's it's tempting just to go to go home. But, uh-huh. you know, a lot of times we'll stop at cookout on the way back okay. and, and get uh, – you know something to eat and a nice nice milkshake to go with it um you know and and sometimes we'll stop at subway and get a big sub it just depends on uh but the joy of being so close is you can just throw some stuff in the car get it and get on that's good but um that's good i surfed sunday afternoon and i i dropped my son off at at a youth group that he goes to and i went home and uh had to take care of some things, and by the time I went back uh, to to pick him up, I was starving. I hadn't eaten since getting out of the water. It was yep. one of those afternoons, and I was like, "Okay, I'm sure he's hungry too." So I was a nice dad. I went into McDonald's. Oh boy! And I don't eat McDonald's. Yeah. And I bought a I bought a chicken sandwich and a sweet tea, and I I knew I was hungry at that point going for going for yeah. some mcdonald's anyway bad press for mcdonald's but i guess no any press is good press there you go <laughs> hey um if you could have a cup of coffee for an hour with any surfer in the world past or present and just have that time with you and them to talk who would it be you know that's a really good question I'd love to sit down with Twiggy and just ask him some questions about, you know, the waves he's been on, especially those big waves that he mm-hmm. is known for, and and uh, just pick his brain. You know how to, you know, kind of the same thing we're doing here. You right. know how to get into it. Um, yeah, I'd love to know how he gets paid to do what he does to go all around <laughs> the world. I mean, sign me up. I, <laughs> but really, anybody like that, that I would love to find some real old timers and just pick their brains on the difference in boards. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think what they did compared to what we do is it's uh, it was way more challenging. Yeah. You know, having to paddle into those big waves. and No and leash. <laughs> no, no leash. The equipment was totally different. They didn't have, you know, the safety suits and vests that we have now. Right. And, uh but man, that'd be just cool just to pick their brain and just listen. Mm-hmm. And, and to get the perspective on what they see today, you know, yeah. like then to now, um, that, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's your most, uh, what's a surf movie that you say you got to watch? That's a good question. I've not really been a movie person as much because uh, I'm too cheap to pay to see it in the <laughs> movies. Um, uh, what was the one? Um, oh, going brain dead again. Endless Summer? That was That's definitely a good one. The one that I think that originally caught my attention was the one, uh, the girl that got her arm bitten. Oh, Soul Surfer. Soul Surfer. Yeah, Bethany Hamilton. Yeah, so that that one was kind of one we watched as a family that kind of got the juices like, hmm, surfing. Yeah, yeah. You know. uh, she's See her sequel to that uh, called Unstoppable? 
I don't think I've seen that one. That's uh, a good yeah. one too. Yeah. Look at you. Go look at that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, her fast forward to, to really just a few years ago uh-huh. uh, called Unstoppable. Very good. Good deal. Uh, let's see here. If you won a competition <laughs> and you had to donate 50% to a charity of your choice, which charity would it be? Another great question. There's so many good charities to choose, but I have a heart for, uh, you know, kids. So it'd probably be something in there, whether it's Young Life or, you know, a charity of such. I also really enjoy the military, Mm -hmm. you know, and really caring for military families. And uh, man, what what a tough job and a, you know, tough life for the spouses to stay behind and try to keep the fort down. So Mm -hmm. it, it may be something like wounded warriors or anything like that. So probably one of those two categories. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Very appreciative of our men and women in uniform for sure. Um, are you goofy or regular? I'm goofy. Goofies rule the world. Indeed. Always been goofy. <laughs> That's in good. More ways than one. <laughs> in life and in the water. There you go. Yeah. So you're a coffee drinker, right? <clears throat> I do. Okay, I haven't asked this question in a while, but this this question, I don't know if it's like uh, revealing about a person or, or or maybe it's just dumb, but here we go. <laughs> when you make your coffee, mm-hmm. do, I guess the question is, do you drink it black or do you... do? You... Oh, no, I got to add some stuff. Okay, here. okay. So that, this, that's the question. Do you put your cream in before the coffee, cream and sugar before the coffee and then pour coffee? Or do you... Pour the coffee, then add cream and sugar. This is a deep question. Well, you know, I, I I pour the coffee and then add stuff to it. Now, here's the deal that I normally have to do. I normally have to pour some of the coffee out to get all the stuff <laughs> into it. Yeah, see, I say I'm a cream and co- cream and sugar first, and then coffee, because because I can always change the color after the fact. There you go. Yeah, you know, if it's too dark. But lately, <laughs> I've been using less and less cream and just. I don't know if I'll ever go to just black, uh, but I definitely, I definitely like a little bit of color in there. I like a dark tan. There you go. <laughs> um, hey, finish this statement. You might be a kook if. <laughs> you might be a kook if you've been surfing for a year and you go out in a storm surge. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But we've all done it. We've all done it. I remember as a kid, I started surfing when I was about 15 in Ocean City, Maryland. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ocean City and Delaware beaches. And I remember we bought these old, nasty wetsuits used. We thought we were cool. <laughs> we had these beat up old boards that we bought used. And we were going to be surfers, you know. And we paddled out on this one day. We couldn't get past the shore pound. <laughs> and we finally did. And we were met with all the white water coming in off of what was really going on outside. And this guy comes riding this wave in and he kicks out. And as we get splashed with the white water, he looks at us and he goes, you guys need to go on the beach because you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he was going to kill us or the guys out there are going to kill us or just the condition. I think it was the conditions. He was giving us a very friendly warning. You kook. <laughs> get on the beach. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, um, last one of the hang 10 um what's your what what sunscreen do you prefer man we just got some stuff from um surf city i I don't know if it's a locally made stuff but man it's awesome it's an all natural Mm -hmm. 
And again, I don't know the name of that one. Either, <laughs> Is it in your truck? <laughs> it wasn't my truck this weekend, whether or not it got moved or not. But it, uh, but yeah, it's just an all natural. Okay. Suntan lotion that lasts all day. It's, That's it's, good stuff. It is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sweet. Hey, you know, <clears throat> we are looking at traveling in the next couple weeks to Puerto Rico, taking a team down. We're going to mm-hmm. do some surfing in the morning, do some work in the afternoon at a, at a camp down there. Um, you traveled to surf any? Like no. intentionally. Like, I'm going to go to this location because... Not yet. That's kind of on our bucket list. Yeah. It's it's definitely on the bucket list. Do you have an idea where? Anywhere there's good waves, really. But no, we've thought about Costa Rica. We've thought about Puerto Rico. Um, Puerto Rico, mostly because it'd be easy to get to and right. not real expensive. Right. Um, but that's definitely something that kind of want to do before my boys are out of the house and, and yeah. on their own, it'd be just a good fun thing to do for some memories. And before I get too old to serve. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Do that. Do the travel. Um, go Costa Rica. I've, I've been to Costa Rica, but never to surf. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making those memories. That's, that's important. Indeed. Yeah. Hey, last thought here, other than surfing, what do you enjoy doing? Well, I just love being outside. I mean, I, I can't be stand being stuck in the office, and mm. uh, especially when it's nice weather. Just enjoy being outside. So I used to do a lot of hunting, mm-hmm. um, but when we moved down here, I lost all my hunting grounds. So, uh, you know, got into fishing, you know, so any chance I have, I'm going to be out on the water somewhere. There's yeah. something about it that, again, time stands still, and it's just it's just relaxing. Yeah. But yeah. I also, I also like messing around with cars. Do you? You know, fixing up cars in the midst of uh, putting another engine in my son's Jeep. Nice. And, uh, you know, enjoy doing turning wrenches and yeah. and working on yeah. things as well. So. so so I see you're wearing a Ford shirt there. Yeah. So I, I have a friend that just texted me. He got a Ford, 1991 Ford Festiva. Oh, boy. And he, a four-speed. And he said, hey... Does your does your son, my youngest, want it for oh, his first car? No kidding. Can you imagine a '91 Ford Festiva with a set of racks on it? There you go. Hey, get you from <laughs> point A to point B. That's right. My son was like, "What does it look like?" And so I showed him. He was like, "Uh, uh." But the more he's thinking about it, the more he's like, "Hmm, free? F- well, cheap, cheap. Yeah, yeah." But anyway, uh, it runs. He ran it down from Raleigh down to here and back. So, 91 Ford Festiva might might be the next ticket. It might be. (laughs) Put some racks on that. You get to the beach. Yeah. Cheap on gas. Cheap on gas. Insurance probably be cheaper. Indeed. indeed. Yeah. Well, you know, Dave, we typically wrap up our conversation on My Wave podcast um, with a story uh, of what I have found to be the first record, historical record of surfing. So most people will trace it back to the Polynesian islands mm. and, and the Kings and, and, and I'm not casting doubt on that, but I find this little historical reference tucked away in the Bible. It's in the book of Acts chapter 27, mm-hmm. verse 44, Paul's in a shipwreck there he's on a ship, big storm. It hits reef, starts getting broken up by the waves and, uh, Every, it's going to get lost. I mean, it's going to get destroyed. And so they say, okay, if you can swim, swim. So it said everybody that could swim made it in safely. And then the ship got broken up and it said, and, and 
Others made it in on pieces of the ship. So the drift, you know, there's floating on whatever broke up of this wooden ship. But there's a distinction there. Swimming, broken pieces of the ship. But then thirdly, it says some on boards. In my mind, I might be reading into it. I think I think those early Mediterranean sailors kept some boards uh, handy for some of those windswell that uh, whip up on the Mediterranean. What do you think? That the guy very well could be. I, I think I, I think that's it. Yeah. That's my story. Surfing in to save your life. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Dave, thank you so much for for being on the show and uh, appreciate you sharing your time with oh, us. Oh, man, my pleasure. Yes. And that, again, check out Savage Surfboards at Savage Surfboards on Instagram and get you a custom board. Thank you all. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.